Hi, I'm Fred Schonenberg, and thank you for joining me on the Venture Fuel podcast. At Venture Fuel, we help companies find new solutions by partnering with the best startups from around the world. On the show, you'll learn the secrets of business leaders who tap into startups and the founders driving extraordinary results. We'll consider new ideas, stretch our mindsets beyond the status quo, and in the process, discover how to leap the competition and fuel personal growth. Hello and welcome to the Venture Fuel Visionaries podcast. I'm your host, Fred Schonberg, and my guest today is Brandy Rand. She is the Chief Strategy Officer for the IWSR Drinks Market Analysis. This is the leading source of global beverage alcohol data and trends from across 157 countries. Brandy has over 20 years of management experience in the beverage alcohol industry, with previous positions at William Grant & Sons and McCarty Limited. She's worked across multiple markets, covering brand commercial strategy, trade marketing, consumer engagement, and product innovation. She also ran our own consulting practice for many years, specializing in brand building for media and consumer packaged goods with clients such as Anheuser-Busch, Ritz-Carlton, and Beam Suntry. With her knowledge of the drinks industry, consumer insights, and passion for uncovering trends, she's been a featured speaker at industry events such as BevNet, Tales of the Cocktail, and regularly provides commentary on beverage alcohol industry for The Wall Street Journal, CNN, Bloomberg, and the like. So please enjoy this amazing conversation with Brandy Rand. So Brandy, tell me a little bit about the trends that you see shaping the next phase of beer, wine, and spirits. Well, the underlying consumer trends that are providing tailwinds for the beverage alcohol market are better for me, better for the world. Premiumization, which is a continued trend that's been going on for 20 years, particularly in wine and spirits. E-commerce and digital, which has really transformed the beverage alcohol space, uh, particularly in a pandemic and post-pandemic environment. Drinking at home is another big one, right? So people have been drinking a lot more at home and that's really affecting the future trends. And then lastly, I'll add one more to your list, the ready-to-drink category. So that's been a bit of a unicorn in the U.S. market over the past couple of years. And both the spirits category and RTDs have had unprecedented growth that's really shaping uh, the industry. Very, very cool. How do you think that innovation is going to impact the industry leaders in this space? Everything has been driven by flavor and premiumization and better for me. So those three segments have really been the areas where we've seen the most amount of innovation, particularly in that ready-to-drink segment. So you have trends of consumers being much more educated in terms of their beverage alcohol options and in continuing to look for higher priced and better quality products. So that's been really driving the segment. In addition, we're seeing a lot more investment in startup companies and supporting more diversity within founder owners, so women and minority-owned companies. Um, And then lastly, you see a lot of really kind of global influences in terms of consumers' willingness to experiment in different categories and really have much more interest, really, in learning about uh, other segments within alcohol, wine, um, country of origin. Super interesting. We're seeing that across so many different food and beverage, also in the the non-alcohol spaces, some of those similar trends. So how do you think IWSR is thinking about the future of consumer research to kind of better understand and anticipate market changes? 
Well, consumer intent versus action is one of the hardest intersections to capture always. So one of the the kind of interesting changes that we talk to a lot of our clients about is really this motivation plus occasion, which you kind of call demand space, right? So that's a really important segment today. So it used to be in beverage alcohol, it was really easy to say, well, you drink beer when you're at a sports bar and you drink wine for date night. And right now that's all kind of gone out the window. We know people are drinking across alcohol categories as well as non-alcohol categories. So the lines are really blurred. Our research shows a lot of people drink alcohol and even zero proof options often in the same occasion. So they're kind of switching back and forth, which is a relatively new phenomenon. So it's kind of a not either, it's both. And this is really tough for brand owners as the category loyalty is a thing of the past. This is why you see so many companies expanding their portfolios across different types of products to really keep a finger in all areas of growth across alcohol and non-alcohol options. Uh, It's so interesting. I was just talking with some folks about, you know, sort of plant-based and, you know, milk categories and things like that. Mm -hmm. And they're seeing the same things where people are doing both. You know, they're having their, their, you know, full milk ice cream at night, uh, but their oat milk in the morning. Uh, it's very mm-hmm. interesting how the, these worlds are, are sort of coming together. It's modern so indulgence, right? <laughs> a little bit yeah, of Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, of course, as a brand is uh, you know, incredibly challenging, right? Because everything is sort of blurring and coming together, as you, as you said. So let me ask you this. So sometimes on the show, we'll do this rapid-fire association where I'll sort of say uh, a phrase or a word or a trend that's happening, and uh, you can just give us whatever kind of comes to mind first. Uh, so you, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, good. No alcohol, no alc. Moderation lifestyle. Fascinating. How about low alc? Uh, Sessionability. Can you expand on that a little bit? So sessionability. What do you mean by sessionability? It's a fun word. It's sort of staying in the occasion longer, right? So if you've heard of session Mm. beers, I mean, this is something that's been around for a long time, particularly in uh, beer drinking European markets. And it's about wanting to stay in the occasion longer. And so when you're drinking alcohol, if you're drinking 80, 90 proof spirits, for example, it's much harder to stay in that occasion for a few hours and people (laughs) want to socialize and hang out. So we're seeing more of that low, no alcohol and even sessionable options like hard seltzers and beers really allowing people to stay in the occasion longer. So low alcohol provides a great option if you enjoy the flavor of alcohol and enjoy the occasion. So sessionability is, is the key. Interesting. How about hard seltzer? Game changer. Love it. Cannabis. Mood-based consumption. And then uh, lastly, metaverse. Alternative socialization. I have a a kind of curveball question off of that. How do you see consumption in the metaverse? It's one of the things that has been discussed and you've seen some alcohol brands sort of create virtual bars and spaces and almost as a marketing stunt for the most part. How do you see that transitioning to a place that that maybe could drive a new occasion or just curious your thoughts of, of what you've seen or what you're thinking about there? I think this, the metaverse really provides that opportunity for brand education and connection, right? So overall, it's about really providing a point of difference, right? We know that the alcohol space in particular is full of innovation and to be able to provide sort of shared experiences within um, the metaverse, so allowing people to have um, visit virtual bars, go to digital festivals, um, interact with uh, brand ambassadors, 
all of that type of stuff, I think is really important from a connection perspective, because we know, you know, today's consumer, I mentioned kind of better for me, better for the world. People do care about things like sustainability and environmental footprint and where products are made. So to be able to connect in that kind of digital um, metaverse provides a really great opportunity to get a share of that kind of brand advocacy and loyalty. Excellent. So given the transformation of how we socialize, uh, which seems to be driven by a, a number of things, technology and the pandemic, what do you see as the future of social occasions and alcohol's role within, within those occasions? Well, the U.S. market in particular has always been weighted towards at-home consumption. Um, so generally, the rule of thumb is at-home means you buy at a retail store and you kind of bring it home for at-home consumption. And roughly speaking, about 80% of beverage alcohol sales are done at that retail space for at-home consumption, and only about 20% roughly in the on-premise, so bars and restaurants. Now, that can vary by brand and sort of subcategory. But what we saw is that the pandemic really elevated the at-home occasion. So instead of at-home being, you know, I'm in my pajamas watching Netflix, that's my drinking occasion. We know that the at-home occasion is much more about parties and date night and virtual socialization, as we were just talking about. So these connection points have really expanded quite a bit. And the digital space has also been much more normalized, um, both virtual and remote socialization. So if you look at alcohol, alcohol's role has been primarily social, but it's also becoming more and more of a lifestyle based on brand choice and discovery. So social media has played a really big role in this and as more and more people look to friends, influencers, even celebrities for product recommendations, it's becoming more and more important. And I think the BevAlk e-commerce, so the ability to kind of purchase beverage alcohol and have it delivered or pick it up has also been a really big um, game changer. So there's kind of this intersection of a lot of socialization points in terms of at-home consumption, as well as that digital e-commerce space. So what advice do you have for executives looking at this unprecedented pace of change in the marketplace? Do you have anything to kind of guide them on how they can better navigate change or drive innovation within their organizations? Well, I said this at a conference earlier this year, and I'll repeat it here because I think it's it's really true. And that's innovate like your life depends on it. So don't be resistant to change. Paying attention to the consumer, even if it's not your consumer, there's evolving pressures you have to be aware of, right? So beer companies have to start paying attention to wine and, and spirits companies and drinkers and even soft drinks. So really, there's a wider lens you need to cast beyond just what you think your consumer or your drinker is. I'd also say that Gen Z is a totally different generation than we've ever seen. So this is our future consumer. They make up 20% of the American population, and we know that they have really big differences compared to millennials. And in general, the biggest thing we see in the beverage alcohol space is it used to be that kind of beer and wine and spirits and soft drinks kind of all stayed in their own lanes. They all had really specific marketing and kind of ideas about consumers. Now, we know all of that is blurred and people are less loyal. They want constant innovation. And it's also really important to look outside what you think you know to other industry trends so you can really see the bigger picture. Excellent. Is there any innovation or new product uh, that you've seen in the market that you're extremely excited about? Is there anything or about the future that you're just in particular just excited to see how it comes to fruition? Wow, that, there's, there's so many. Um, 
I mean, <laughs> what's, what's happened with the, the art TV, the kind of ready to drink segment. So we define that as yeah. things like, you know, spirit-based cocktails and hard seltzers and hard kombuchas and teas. Like to me, that's a really, you know, I've been in Bev out for 20 years. It's been really fascinating to see the pace of innovation, the level of investment, and also the, the creativity across the RTD space, right? Because an RTD can be a lot of different things. And you're seeing innovation in packaging, flavor, mood, and functional benefits. So there's all these really cool elements that make the category just a really neat place to try different types of, of trends, including you know CBD and cannabis drinks. So to me, this is a big wide open space where you're learning a lot about kind of consumer demand and interest across a lot of uh, a lot of different segments. So one of the, the trends you mentioned was sustainability. How are consumers viewing sustainability specifically around the sort of alcohol and beverage segment? Well, it's becoming more and more important, particularly among millennial and even really particularly among this sort of emerging um, Gen Z segment. So when we look at wine drinkers, for example, more than 50% of wine drinkers are motivated by sustainability. So we're seeing a lot of brand owners making strong movements. So they're future-proofing the companies kind of in light of a lot of the sustainability policymaking. Um, and we know that that's becoming more important. Overall, it's been really interesting to look at this sort of heightened emphasis that we're seeing on ingredients, authenticity, self-care, the environment, diversity. And this is really increasingly shaping consumer purchasing behaviors. And so it's becoming not a nice to have, but a must have for anybody um, in the space. Brandy, thank you so much for, for taking the time to share with us for everything you're doing to spark change and help people understand what changes they should be making. It's been a real pleasure to have you on. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. To learn more, please go to venturefuel.net. You will see a link on that page uh, for our future of beer, wine, spirits, and alcohol which we recorded uh, several interviews similar to this uh, live a few few weeks back. Uh, so you can get more information on what is next in the alcohol industry. And of course, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast. Until next time. <laughs>